You're listening to Pivot Points with Kristen Quinn on the Stream Grace Network. Hello, hello. Welcome to Pivot Points with Kristen Quillen. I'm your host, where we have encouraging, inspiring stories to help you pivot, whether it's a big pivot in life or it's many pivots in your day. So welcome back. Today, I have a fun, special guest. I, I guess I always think all my guests are fun and special. That seems to be something I say often. But today I have Jeremy Griffin with us. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell tell everyone who you are. I am the voice of Pivot Points. (laughs) (laughs) You are. You're listening to Pivot Points with Kristen Quillen. I like it. I like Um, it. I am the um, owner and operator of Stream Grace Network. Uh, I do have partners, so I'm not solely the guy, but Mm -hmm. um, originator, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do a podcast and I do a lot of junk. Yeah, I call you my producer. I'll would take that. that. Yeah, I've proper I, hat. Absolutely. I okay. would call myself an executive producer. Okay. Because um, today I'm your producer because I'm actually moving knobs mm-hmm. and moving mm-hmm. faders. Mm-hmm. But um, but executive producer is the guy that tells the guy to move the knobs. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. I'm from now on, I'm going to add an executive. That makes me feel better. Yeah. I want um, you to, you know, I want really. you to feel valued. Well, I absolutely get my identity by my title. <laughs> so it's incredibly important. <laughs> oh, speaking of, you're kind of talking into I, just this week, I was listening to someone else talk about love languages. Mm. Oh, you know, I was, it was on another podcast on stream grace. It was on, um, better together. Oh yeah. Yeah. With um, Lori and Stephanie. Lori I'm and also Stephanie. the voice of that. Yes. Your voice. I'm not the voice on everything. The voice. Bum, bum, bum. Um, they were talking about love languages when they had Stephanie's husband on there. Mm, yeah. Cole's so, a good dude. Yeah, he's awesome. I recorded I like him it. on my Conversations podcast. Okay, people it's should listen It's a good one. In. Yeah, yeah, you'll cry on that one. Mm. Well, they were talking about love languages, you know, in their marriage. And, and if you don't know what that is, it's like a quiz. You answer questions. You figure out what fills you up in what manner or what right. way or what method. Um, what What's yours? Are you words of affirmation or are you kidding? No, I am. Oh, you are words of affirmation. I'm I'm words of affirmation, heavy and quality time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fine. Words of affirmation, I think it's reductive, but it's reductive when you talk about any of them, right? Like gift giving sounds right. so shallow, right. but it's not. I mean, right. it's the thought behind the gift. Right. So for me, words of affirmation is the same way. It doesn't mean I need you to go, hey, good job. Man, that's garbage. Don't tell me good job. <laughs> I want you to say, you know, this is why I think you're amazing. <laughs> I need you to spin a 30 hour, you know, not quite, but, but I want to know why. I mean, if you just say uh-huh. good job at me, I mean, it's nice. I'm not saying uh-huh. it's worthless, but it doesn't fill my tank, uh-huh. you know? So I'm also words of affirmation. Great job, Kristen. Yeah. Strong. Thanks. <laughs> that does mean a lot to me. See, I'll take oh, wow. that. I like the details too. Right. But I feel like I'll, I'll take any of it. It makes me feel better. Oh yeah. I mean, I it's, mean, even if it's just, I hear a great job for my husband on anything mm-hmm. like could be the simplest of tasks from the dishes to the laundry to I really worked something out. Yeah. I'm like, yes, he's recognizing it's the right. recognition I think. Yeah. Well, I think too, and, and you can confirm or deny, but there's something really great about getting words of affirmation. That's uninstigated, right? Mm-hmm. You're just getting a text, man. I was thinking about how great mm-hmm. you are today. Like I make it a point 
because throughout the day I have moments. I mean, I'm a pretty busy guy, but there are moments where I have, you know, 10 minutes of downtime and someone will come to my mind. And nine times out of 10, when that happens, I'm going to send them a text. And when it happens, I typically pray for them. Like, I don't know why, because mm-hmm. they're in my mind, like, I'm going to pray for them. And, and then I'll text them and say, Hey man, you just came to my mind. I wanted to pray for you. Thinking about you. Love you. Whatever. And I don't know if it does anything for them, but I appreciate that mm-hmm. when it happens. Mm-hmm. I try to do that too. And I love that. That's, um, most of what's really fun is when they, they answer back and mm. they go, you have no idea how exactly. bad I needed that right now. Yeah. Or this just happened. And I'm like, Oh, thank you, Lord. I know. Isn't That's that cool? Fun. To get it's used fun. like that is awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. It's not anything about you. It's yeah. all about what the Lord wanted to say through you to them. Yeah. I love that. Do you ever think about the opposite side of love languages? For example, if your words of affirmation, mm-hmm. then when someone says you suck, Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like 10 times worse Mm -hmm. than a person who doesn't care Mm -hmm. about words of affirmation. mm -hmm. Yeah, because words are heavy for me. I mean, words are meaningful to me. So that, yes. So if I get a negative message or even if I, yeah, feel the opposite of affirmation, Mm -hmm. you know, even a feeling, and and we all know feelings, emotions, whatever. (laughs) Don't, Don't trust them. Don't hold on to them. But for me, since affirmation is so big, um, yeah, I, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. I tell people that like we do some marriage counseling, my wife mm-hmm. and I, and, and mm-hmm. we talk about that a lot because she is an acts of service person, right? So if, uh, if I say what she did was not good, mm-hmm. that's like torture. It, and when I say that, like, okay, great example, she'll make some food, right? I love her cooking. Mm-hmm. Like she does, she, I feel like from day one, she would argue that because one time she made a gray pot roast and we'll talk about that in some other podcasts, but <laughs> we ate out that night. Anyway, but we were in our twenties, you know, mm-hmm. early twenties. Oh yeah, I have those stories. Exactly, right. So, but she over time, it quickly actually became a great cook. I, she never makes anything bad. And I just take it for granted. And then I go to someone else's house and I, I'm not that finicky, but I'm like, man, I really like Lori's version of whatever I have, you know? So anyway, um, she occasionally, she's learned not to do this. We've been married 25 years this year. We'll be 25. And uh, she's learned not to ask this question unless she really wants the answer because she'll say, what do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the first time, you know, what I've learned to do is say, I like it, Mm -hmm. but she can tell by the way I say it, Mm -hmm. if, if there's something about it. And Mm so I'll say, well, I like it. And then I'll say something like this, which by the way, everybody will agree with what I'm about to say. I say this. (laughs) I'm already laughing. I don't know what you're going to say. You will agree. Everyone will agree except for my wife because she's an anomaly, but I might say something to the effect of, you know, it'd be great if you added bacon. (laughs) Because that's just true about anything. That's true about everything if you're a guy. That, I mean, you say that, is it always bacon? I mean, it Or do you pretty, throw in no. other ingredients? I mean, I'll, every <laughs> once in a while I'll say jalapenos, but I know okay. she doesn't like anything hot, so mm-hmm. like I just default to knowing that's mm-hmm. not a thing. But bacon? Come on. It's bacon. Like, I don't care who you are. Girls or guys, and if your girl doesn't like bacon, well, you're like my wife because she doesn't care much for bacon, so... Yeah, uh, I, I, that is a good statement. I mean, my husband would say the same thing. Everything's yeah. better with bacon. Right. My four-year-old loves bacon. Who? Right. Yeah. Bacon is, it's like singing. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I have such weird analogies. When, when people say I can't sing, I'm like, no, everyone can sing. You may not like the sound of your voice, but pretty much the vast majority of people can carry a tune. But there are a few 
who cannot. I know a few. I know a very few. But those people fall into the same percentage as the people who don't like bacon. Everyone loves bacon. You may not like what it does for you, but you know, it's great. And the ones who don't, they're just like the ones who don't know how to sing. Right, right. That's my analogy. So when I cook (laughs) something, that's awesome. Your wife's a good cook. It really is. It is great. When I, I can tell when I've cooked something and my husband, it's not his favorite. Mm. He doesn't have to say anything. (laughs) It's all over his face. I'll look across the table and he'll, he doesn't do it on purpose, but he'll sort of give me this look and this is what it means. I don't think you should make this again. (laughs) Or it's kind of a look like, what are you thinking with this? That's so funny. (laughs) I actually say it. I say it when I know that she agrees with me. That's when I, cause like, you, know, you can sense it. Right. And and I, it always happens when she's like, oh, you know, we should do something more healthy. Cause here's another weird thing. I'm like a main course guy. So our, mm-hmm. most of our existence is, she kind of makes one thing and that's what mm-hmm. I eat. Like mm-hmm. I don't need a plate full of like five things. Well, mm-hmm. she grew up with that. Mm-hmm. And so that's how she always did it. And I was just trying to like say, why are you giving me any green vegetable at all? Like what is, <laughs> why would you do that? You know, I hate it. And so, so, I would eat it because, you know, I also was taught to clean my plate, which is a whole nother uh-huh, thing about another discussion. My gosh, it's a terrible way. Anyway. Okay. But, but that was the thing. It's so funny because like, I will look at her and like when she does it now, cause it's pretty rare. I'm like, why in the world would you give me green beans? What were you <laughs> thinking? These are terrible. <laughs> and she's like, just eat them. Yeah. Good for her. And then I say, you know, if you put some bacon in these, these <laughs> would be so much better. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, little bits of bacon won't hurt. At least you get your veggie in. Well. You know, me being a health coach. I know. Eat those veggies. I know. And that's what I, that's the thing. I do eat it when it's, Mm -hmm. I always tell her, I will eat whatever you put on a plate for me to eat, Mm -hmm. but I might gripe about it. Mm -hmm. And that's, there it is. My husband does that. He eats everything. I know what not to put on there. Right. I mean, the like big nose. Yeah. Like don't put onions in anything. Mm. They, those At will all? not be consumed. Mm-mm. I don't do raw, but I like uh, sautéed onions. Mm-hmm. I like the flavor of sautéed mm-hmm. onions. Mm-hmm. And mushrooms. That's a no. Oh, like, wow. They will not be consumed by him. Yeah, both of those <laughs> things are things I generally would say I don't mm-hmm. like, but I do consume them in certain platforms. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> platforms. Yeah. That's funny. So, um, mm. did you figure out, so when you guys, you parented your kids, did you figure out their love languages? Yeah. Yeah, I totally did. It, it's funny. I I mean, I, I, I think I read the book. I'm not even sure if I read the book. I know mm-hmm. my wife did. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I got like mm-hmm. paraphrase of the chapters maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, it's really simple. Uh, what does a person default to do to show you love is their love language, right? I mean, the, again, my wife's acts of service. So I can see that she's like, Hey, let me, you know, you, it's super simple. You're at a party. The person who gets up and grabs people's plates, uh-huh. their acts of service. Uh-huh. So what is the best thing you can do? First of all, you let them do that, Mm -hmm. but you find a time. I like to do this at a party when I Mm -hmm. see this happen. It's Mm -hmm. become second nature for me. I find a time to do for them. Mm -hmm. I am not acts of service. It's really low on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if someone takes my plate or whatever, I'm like, I'll get up and say, hey, can I get you something to drink? You know, even just the gesture does worlds for them, even Mm -hmm. if if they don't take it, Mm -hmm. you know, so. So yeah, we figured out my kids. Um, my oldest son is words of affirmation, quality time. Uh, my middle son is acts of service. Um, 
uh, like his mom. And then my youngest, man, we've been trying to figure it out because it, at 10 years old, it's right. kind of hard, you know, right. but it's developing. Like I mm-hmm. start to see it around seven, eight. And so I, he is, I think he's quality time. Mm-hmm and and gifts actually he likes to mm-hmm. he really likes to give gifts mm-hmm. i mean it's it can be something really simple but he found a rock one day and he came home and he had he had painted it at grammy and grandpa's house and for dad you know mm-hmm. for father's mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. so and this is the other thing i figured out if that gift goes disappearing right like he'll ask two weeks later hey where's the rock <laughs> oh right you better keep that rock oh totally yeah Yeah. it's out on my Uh my bookshelf Uh out there Uh but that's the whole point that's Uh why i think he's probably Uh gifts because it means something to him yeah right i was given um for a birth past birthday i don't remember which one but uh, that doesn't matter which birthday um (laughs) one of the how many (laughs) i don't know one of the many (laughs) more than 20 less than 50 Yeah, yeah there you go in that range um I was given a piece of black asphalt is what it was that had chipped off the playground at school. That was my birthday present. However, it was called an asteroid. Oh. Yes. Wow. And the same thing. Like I I kept that for, you know, because I would get asked, do you still have your asteroid? That's good. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's awesome. And when I got it at first, you know, you just have to go, oh, thank you. (laughs) While you're waiting for like, this is great. What is this? Yeah. Oh, dude. And I'm so bad at this because with, especially with my family, there's, and I think it's because I'm a dry humor kind of guy. So I'll look at him and I'm like, what, the, what is this rock? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I throw it out like this. Come on. What do you say? And then I'm like, I'm just kidding, man. Thanks so oh, much. You know? I love it. That's funny. Yeah. Did it take your kids a while to like catch on to that too? Like your, your sense of humor? Yeah. Well, yes and no, man. I think. I think their mom brought the balance. So mm-hmm. I think without her knowing when to respond a certain mm-hmm. way, cause, cause my 10 year old definitely has it now. Like I can walk in the room and say, what is wrong with you? I'm man, kid. <laughs> uh, and he'll just look at me and laugh. Cause uh-huh. he, cause he knows, uh-huh. um, I can do the exact same tone when he's done something wrong uh-huh. and he also knows, uh-huh. you know? And so it's like, I feel like around seven, six or seven he figured it out and the other boy is probably the same uh-huh. i think my husband's so good at that that my kids still they don't know they pause like is he serious yeah and i'm the one that comes in i'm like he's kidding <laughs> well and i will say this there's a guy that i used to work with um we had a company together and he was a younger guy uh we did a media company and i <laughs> i was we were talking about second amendment or something like gun stuff i don't remember mm-hmm. what it was and mm-hmm. i said I just told him just like this. I said, honestly, I'm just going to solve it all. I'm going to start carrying a whip. And he, he's like, he says something. He's like, I can't tell if you're serious. I said, I'm totally serious. Amazon's got them. They're $69.99. Those are the real deal ones. They regularly price $149.99. And of course, all of this is just made up on off the cuff, right? And I said, I even found a holster. They, you know how they add things to it. It's like, hey, other people also bought this. So I was like, dude, I got it on order. It'll be here, I don't know, it's UPS three days unless they do early. So you just add those little details and I go through the whole thing and he's like, dude, I still can't tell if you're serious or not. I said, yes. And I ordered a hat. You can't have a whip without a hat. Oh, did you lose him there at the hat? I started to lose him there uh-huh, at the hat uh-huh. and and I hat. sensed it. And this is what it is. I'm just kidding. I didn't get a hat, but the whip's on its way. <laughs> when you throw it out That's like that. Awesome. And then finally at the whole end of it, I just kind of smiled and I didn't get a whip. That's hilarious. <laughs> but that, I mean, cause I just like just stupid crap like that. I don't know. It's fun. Hey, it's what makes life fun. Man, for me. See, that's the thing. I like, man, I just like, 
I like being with people and laughing. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing I, I really love to make my wife laugh. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that I loved that up until real recently. Mm. Um, I did it a lot, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize that I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And, and then I just was, I don't know, I'm pretty introspective. So I was just Mm -hmm. thinking about her one day and I'm like, man, I just love to make her laugh. Mm -hmm. I think it just makes me feel good to know she's happy and Mm -hmm. she's laughing. Mm And, um, because we've had just like any marriage, you have ups and downs. But I think even beyond just our own personal stuff, because we've not had, I mean, we have a really great marriage. Our relationship's awesome and has been for a really long time. You we got we started dating at like sixteen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, this was mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. for you, similar for you, I guess. Um, and so, but but marriages also have like this outward circumstances that start paying, like coming in. And how you deal with those. So you have tough moments, you know, mm-hmm. a job loss or whatever. I remember one day she called me and uh, she had lost her job. She was laid off. She was um, the last person to go in a massive like 2008 economy crash layoff. Mm-hmm. And it just broke her heart and she was upset. And I just know, I don't even remember what I said at the time, but I, I had to make some comment mm-hmm. that was lighthearted and, mm-hmm. and who Made cares? Yeah. I mean, I had to, I addressed it in the moment, you know, right. I don't want to make light of it, right? but, but then I said something, it was something like, ah, it would be all right. I mean, I can sell myself. I can <laughs> get on the street, you know, something silly like that. <laughs> and, and I think that that's so important, you uh-huh. know, to be able to bring perspective in rough times like that. So I don't know. I just love doing it. And, uh, I, it, the only way I can do it is say something just totally ridiculous. Yeah. My husband's good at that. We laugh a lot. Yeah. He's funny. That's awesome. I don't think, well, okay, he laughs at me and we laugh together. Well, yeah. But he is funny. <laughs> I laugh at you all the time. <laughs> I'm not necessarily <laughs> funny. I am just can be laughed at and I'm okay with that. Because um, a lot of things I do are laughable, but he's good at that. And yeah. he's good at, you know, I think of a one moment particularly um, when we were trying to adopt and then we had this crazy story go wrong. And we were, I mean, it was the weirdest, worst, one of the worst days that we were had walked through. And we were sitting there in this lobby of a hospital on the delivery floor. And we just both kind of looked at each other and literally we, I'd just been crying because mm-hmm. it was a lot of stuff went down and it was weird and bad. And um, we both started busting out, busting out laughing. Hmm. And that just says a lot, you know? Yeah. And you know what laughing does? I just posted about this and I don't know a while back, but there's actually a chemical reaction in your yes. brain when you laugh. You know, I'm going to get all brain giddy. On no, that's I true. Love that that's stuff. right on. Because it, it does something. It changes the chemical makeup in your brain. It releases endorphins, right. which make you feel better, which I mean, it really can in that moment, change your perspective. Right. Well, scripture says laughter does good like a medicine. Literally, mm-hmm. what does a medicine do? It's a chemical mm-hmm. that you take into your body that changes the other chemicals in your body mm-hmm. for a positive effect. Mm-hmm. Boom. There mm-hmm. it is. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a time. <laughs> I just, as soon as you said that, I thought about this time that me and these three guys went riding motorcycles. And uh, we had washed the bikes that morning. And so it was supposed to rain and we were trying to avoid the rain. So I had, you know, being the techie guy that I am, I've got my GPS with radar on the front HUD of my motorcycle. And so I'm looking at these storm clouds and we're taking paths to avoid it. Well, we take a turn. <laughs> it was truly a wrong turn. <laughs> and we, it, the road goes from paved to gravel. And a few miles later, it goes from gravel to dirt. And I'm like, okay, first off, the washed motorcycle now is a pointless scenario because Mm -hmm. now we're on these dirt roads Mm -hmm. that have fresh rain. 
And Oklahoma, for those who are listening outside of the state, is full of red dirt, also known as clay. And that clay turns to basically, it's slicker than ice when it's wet and packed. Well, motorcycle (laughs) on ice, big cruisers, they don't do well. So we're going feet down, sliding through the mud. Because now we, we, we think to ourselves, okay, we're like maybe a mile of this, right? It's a main road. I mean, I see on my GPS it's a main road, but, you know, when is it going to go to normal? Mm-hmm. So we're thinking no more than mile, maybe two of this dirt road. Well, Jeez, two miles of that, wet Which is, dirt. yes. So <laughs> we're going to be staying we're now, forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're now three miles in. Oh, gosh. And now it's like, we do turning back is we know what's behind us. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Surely mm-hmm. it's going to end. Well, anyway, we, we managed to slide slowly to a stop. I mean, we're literally just idling these motorcycles with our feet on the ground sliding. Like, you could walk faster than us. And <laughs> we see this big puddle, like, across the entire road. And I'm like, what, oh, man, what are we going to do? So we decide, okay, we'll just go through this real slowly. So we start to go. Well, before we ever get to the puddle, I'm leading. And that back wheel breaks mm-hmm. loose, and I spin out and roll off into the ditch. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing I'm thinking is, um, you know, I'm frustrated in general. And and I'm like, wait, there are two guys behind me. <laughs> so I've got the bike on top of me, not crushing me, but mm-hmm. I can't really get up yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of at a 20 degree angle in this ditch. So it's even harder. And so I holler, you guys okay? And uh, <laughs> I could look up and see the guy right next to me and he's holding the bike up. He's a small dude mm-hmm. and he's holding the bike up with everything he's got and he's stressing and, and mm-hmm. like, man, it's crazy. And then the other guy said, nope, I mean, I'm fine, but I'm, the bike saw me. Okay, so I get, I managed to get out of mine, help the other guy. And uh, anyway, it's, it's a whole mess. There's, you know, some, some deliverance moments where these guys came with no teeth and said, you guys off-roading. <laughs> I mean, it's just really strange. But we eventually get to this road and we get to the paved part and we just park the bikes and we're just, it's like, we just had, what a, we didn't say anything. We're just looking at each other and then the laughter. Uh-huh. We just, we can, we just start uncontrollably laughing uh-huh. at what just happened uh-huh. to us. Uh-huh. And and it was, there's a lot more to that story, but I didn't want to take up all of our time, but it was just, it was an amazing thing because we had, we had damage to motorcycles we loved <laughs> and we were laughing yeah, and we were fine. And I've got a picture I'll show you later, um, where we are at my house. Uh, the bikes are all in the driveway again, trying to avoid rain and dirt, right? Mm-hmm. We wreck the bikes. The bikes are now parked in the driveway and it's a picture of us and it's torrential downpour oh, just all word. over us, the bikes, everything. <laughs> And how much better to be in that mindset? Oh, yeah. Because the yeah. alternative is yucky. Oh, yeah. I mean, anger and anger, frustration, yelling yes. at each other. Yes. These guys could have blamed me. Uh-huh. Um, I could have, you know, well, it would have all been my fault. So <laughs> I'm really glad that they laughed. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It says a lot. I mean, I like to, I find that when I'm teaching my kids something or trying to teach my kids something, I'm actually teaching myself because I listen to my words and I'm like, "Mm." but I I find that when my kids are upset about something or frustrated or whatever, I'm like, can you do anything about it? Right. Like it's already happened. Let's assess the situation. It's already taken place. It cannot be changed now. So you have two choices with your mind. Mm Mm-hmm. That's you can right. move forward positive and figure it out and, and say, oh, well, let's do it. Or you can be totally frustrated, mad, and keep revisiting what already happened. Right. 
All right. And that's, that's hard to do. It I is mean, hard. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I realize when I'm telling my kids that I, I can practice the same thing in my yeah. own life. It's called perspective, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you can look at the moment that just happened and be mad, or you can look at the moment and go, okay, well, that moment is past. And I guess I have it. And now I'm going to not be mad anymore. Yeah. You just choose it. Right. And sometimes you just be like, it sucked. Right. <laughs> and how do I make it not suck? Right. Practicing that at the small things helps mm-hmm. you in the big things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. you may have some massive thing. Like I got a thing in my life that I'm still working through that I, mm-hmm. I don't want to have frustration or anger about. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I'm worked through it and then something triggers it and I mm-hmm. think about it again. I'm like, ah. Mm-hmm. And so, but I have to make that choice. And then eventually you make that choice. You're like, eh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It just becomes something that eh, I don't care about it anymore. Just move mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm not like my nature, natural, I'm not naturally bent to organization. I'm not naturally really? bent. Oh man, really? That? You need to interview my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever, Jeremy. See, you're kidding and I didn't yes, catch it. You I know, know that. You I can tried tell to, already. Well, I mean, it's not a big deal. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't care, but. But in problem solving and things like that, with, like with my kids or with a relationship, um, I am big on, okay, I recognize this. So from this point forward, let's figure out a strategy. Like yeah. I'm very like, here's some steps that we can try to do. Here's what we can go here next. I'm not big on, well, let's just sit and be upset. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you have an easier time? Like, it sounds like you can come up with the plan is working the plan harder than coming up with the plan. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. See my, like my middle son is the opposite of that. Never could come up with a plan. You tell him the plan like, yep. Oh, okay. And he can do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I fall. I haven't evaluated that yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I can work the plan and come up with a plan. I think plans and systems are always good. I mean, yeah. whether it's a problem or relationship or just for your simple household. Yeah. I mean, I'm always going to be way more efficient if I follow a plan and a system. Man, that's a great example. Like, so we have people, if we have people come over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we got to, you got to clean the house. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Now, some people come over to my studio. I can't clean the house every day, so it's just not always clean. But, um, when, when we do that, what is the, my wife has a tendency. Where does she often start cleaning? Your stuff. Yeah. She's well, no, not my <laughs> oh, okay. stuff. I was gonna say, that that's was what good. my husband you would answer. It. No, <laughs> the room she starts in though, I think is incredibly relevant. She starts where she is. Mm-hmm. So if she, wherever she's standing at the time, I say, mm-hmm. we need to clean the house. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn when she's in our master closet, don't say it <laughs> because I've literally there. I don't remember the occasion, but I'm like, Hey, we got some folks coming over later tonight. Um, we're going to pick up the house. She's like, all right. And I come back and she's organized our master closet. Uh-huh. And I said, nobody's uh-huh. coming in this uh-huh. place. Uh-huh. Exactly. You <laughs> can is, shut your whole bedroom door. No exactly. one's coming in your bedroom. Exactly. So I'm like, no, when someone's coming over, no matter what I say, mm-hmm. when I say that, mm-hmm. that means we start with the kitchen, mm-hmm. the bathroom, mm-hmm. the living room, mm-hmm. that order. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and they all have to be done. So the order doesn't really matter, but we do those three things. If we are so inclined and have extra time, we'll hit that master closet. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I know, but, and it's because she's not thinking about it. She's Mm -hmm. just cleaning the house. Uh Um, you know, it's just how it is, but I, I have a plan. I have Uh structure and order and a procedure and to the point where, I mean, people are annoyed by it. If, if, if someone if someone wants to make coffee at my house, I have the accoutrement to make fantastic mm-hmm. coffee. Um, well, I say fantastic, good stuff to add to a curry K cup. <laughs> but but if you don't do it in the right order, uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? Let me do that for you. Uh-huh. 
And uh-huh. I mean, just to, just to keep the procedure. Uh-huh. My husband is, I mean, he, he his mind works like that. Like he has a logical way of how things should go down. Right. It, yeah, the cleaning. Now me, this will tell you a lot about me and my ADD. If, if I'm in a hurry, well, if I say, okay, we have to clean for whatever reason, I do not stay in one room. You bounce around? I bounce around because I get so distracted by, okay, I got to take this stuff from this room to the laundry room. And then I'm doing some stuff in the laundry room. And then, and then you I'm see what, going yeah. back in the kitchen. And then I'm like, oh, I got to clean all the mirrors. So I go do the mirror. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. I try to go, okay, I'm going to start on one side of the house and start there and move over. So I do room by room, but I... I'm like a pinball. I'm I see. I'm kind of like that too. I especially something like okay floors, right? You're gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mop one room, right? I'm gonna mop all the rooms. Like there's some things that just carry on, but I I look at it in layers. Like the first layer is mm-hmm. clutter, mm-hmm. so all of the space gets clutter fixed. Mm-hmm. The next layer is like dusting or, or whatever equivalent mm-hmm. of that wiping mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Then all the rooms get the wipe down. Now, at that point, if I have time, and because mirrors don't include the wipe down because there's mm-hmm. way more effort, as I'm sure you know. Um, so then I'm like, okay, now I can do mirrors. And mm-hmm. then you restock toilet paper and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that should be a priority because, <laughs> you know, you have a dirty bathroom with no toilet right. paper. That's a problem. Right. But, I hate know. it when that happens when you go to someone's house. I have baskets in every yeah. bathroom full of toilet paper. Yeah, we we have we, people who use this studio use this uh-huh. one bathroom uh-huh. that belongs to my 10-year-old. So that's its own world nice. we got to deal with. <laughs> but um, we have stockpiles of toilet paper and they're under the sink, but nobody knows that. Uh-huh. And I just forget like, okay, we need to pull out a uh-huh. thing, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cause like my teenage boys, when they lived here, or not teenage now, but my older boys, uh-huh. they broke the handle th- or the, of you course know, they did. Do, mm-hmm. what, you do what you do. So the toilet paper now just sits around cause I mm-hmm. haven't patched that hole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah. let's talk about that, that All small right. detail. Cause obviously, apparently that happens to other people. I thought it was only me. Oh no. What's up with the toilet paper holder that they break out of the wall so darn easy well, or they're not tight. It's well, first off they break out of the wall because they're not in a stud or anything like that. They're just in the yep. drywall yep. because they're like, well, it doesn't have to hold anything. Yep. Yeah. It has to hold the five-year-old who wants to use it as a step or yeah. The weight of a kid, you know, yes. leaning on it for some right. reason. So I'm a fan. Like if I were to build a house, there would be no attached toilet paper holders, right? They would be in baskets. They would be, cause no matter what it's on, if I can take that, nobody wants to pull the roll cause it always breaks anyway mm-hmm. so i just want it in my hands i'm going to establish how much toilet paper i want to have <laughs> and the go from there i don't want to deal with over pulling mm-hmm. under pulling breaking mm-hmm. early it's mm-hmm. all stupid but i will for the guest room to make it look right you know my bathroom doesn't matter but the guest one is going to have like a freestanding thing uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that's where the toilet paper shall live low maintenance absolutely yeah my daughter just this week pull the entire towel bar out of the wall like even the drywall around it i I don't know what i mean she's a little thing 35 pounds but she was trying to crawl in the bathtub and do some pull-ups she started to lose her balance (laughs) so she grabbed under the towel bar and then i hear Uh, uh oh and i was like oh "Oh, gosh i hate hearing uh oh (laughs) we lived in squalor not really but we had such a well you can see in the studio you got i got holes in my closet doors right this was my i have three boys oh yeah yeah and uh, this was my two older boys room they shared this room that is now a podcast studio um but like we have holes throughout the house that's the thing i haven't done yet but i told Lori, i was like babe i am not going to fix any of this stuff while they live here 
they're just going to break it again Mm -hmm. and I will lose it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. when they move out, we'll start a process. Mm -hmm. We put tile in here, we painted the Mm -hmm. room, did Mm -hmm. all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but I haven't changed the doors out Mm -hmm. because you don't just patch a wood door. You're going to replace it. Right. I mean, you can patch it, but you know. But just think of all the fun that was behind the making no, of that hole in no, the door. No, <laughs> I will. I refuse. There is no amount of fun you need to damage my home. None. I bet they have a story. They have plenty they of stories. I bet they how it got there. Yes, all the holes in the house. I can uh-huh. say this with 100% confidence because there's probably, in the in the doors, I'm certain there there's only probably two doors in our house that are attached to a bedroom or a closet in a bedroom that don't have holes and that's they were active boys well i know why they all have holes frustration with dad every last one really yes every single one with each other nope it was (gasps) mad at dad and so i'm because they can't do anything if it's with each other they hit each other Uh with it's with it's me they know it they can't slam a door Uh so it turns into punching a wall kicking a door interesting and so like the llama picture as you walk into the house is covering a hole that was my son's fist that I haven't fixed yet and uh and I told Lori I said no I want it to be a reminder (laughs) every time (laughs) every time they come in and they see this they think I let my anger get the best of me Uh and I put a hole in the Uh wall Uh now we will fix it at some point I just you know Uh why do I care I don't care well you just gave everyone a really good picture of you're a real family (laughs) yeah yeah dude I mean real things happen if people think that we just all are live in harmony all the time they're so sorely mistaken I will I will tell you this story this is a perfect story for the harmony and perfection of my family (laughs) my two older boys the middle son and the older son were watching the younger son and this was when they were teenagers so my youngest was it's probably five years ago something like that and uh they're both in in high school and um I will tell you the story I was told and I'll tell you what happened. So I come home, Lori and I are on a date and we come home and it was pretty late at night and everything seemed fine, nothing weird. And, uh, you know, we go to bed <laughs> like the boys, like everything go, all right. Yeah, it was fine. Noah, the, mm-hmm. the middle son's just sitting there watching TV and I don't know what Gabe, the oldest is doing. And Jake's are you having playing. any doubts at that point? No doubts. Like, no, it was fine. No doubts like, whatsoever. Okay. They were they were really good. Mm-hmm. I will give them credit. They were really good. They started at a young age. I mean, mm-hmm. there's another story, but it's too long to tell. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so, so the next day, uh, Noah comes in and tells my wife, um, I think I broke my hand. And, and she wakes me up. Like, I'm sleeping. She wakes me up. Hey, because this was a Saturday. She mm-hmm. said, hey, I, I, I'm going to take Noah to the doctor. I think he broke his hand. I'm like, he didn't break his hand. And she's like, no, I'm serious. Let me see it. And I look at his hand and it's like four times bigger than it should be. It's black and blue. I'm like, maybe he did break his hand. (laughs) So she takes him to the doctor. Yeah, he broke his hand. Ends up costing us with insurance, which is a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. But it still Mm -hmm. costs us like three or four grand to have the surgery Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Well, he tells us this story. What happened was um, they were doing, and this is where I should have known it was just a load of crap because they peppered it in with all these good things that they were doing. But he said, we were, we were folding laundry. Oh yeah. That's your first I'm red like, flag. And, and for some reason, I guess they just caught me in a weak moment, but we were folding laundry and I tripped over Noah or Jacob. He was doing something. I tripped over Jacob and as I was falling down, I caught myself with my fist on the table and we had a marble table. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you, you what? 
yeah, I caught myself. Nobody does that. Mm -hmm. Nobody makes a fist to catch themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he says. I'm like, all right, whatever. So we go to the doctor and I'm with, with him at the doctor, the orthopedic surgeon. And he said, so tell me what happened. So he tells the same story. He's got it locked in. He's, he's definitely a detailed kid. Tells the same story. And the doctor said, huh? Well, this is an injury we typically see from like boxers and fighters. And, uh, and so he said, well, yeah, I mean, I made a fist as I'm going down. So I basically punched the table and he just, without missing a beat, you know, and the doc, I should have caught it then, but I didn't. Cause I, in <laughs> retrospect, I'm like, the doctor's looking at me like he's telling Noah, uh-huh, uh-huh. but he's looking at me. This is uh-huh. something we normally see. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, we he, he said, we cannot do anything and your pinky won't bend or something weird like that. So I ask, I asked my son, are you, I mean, are you going to play cello or something? <laughs> And he's like, no. I said, well, it's up to you. I mean, do you want to get your hand fixed? Because it's like like a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a terrible dad. Anyway, and he's like, yeah, I'd like to get it fixed. I'm like, all right, we'll get it fixed. So so we take care of all that. Four years later, they're out of the house and feel totally safe. Oh, oh, wow. Or no, they're not. One of them's out of the house. The other one's not. We are on a date, a double date with another couple. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't four years, two years later. They're both still in the house. We're on a double date with another couple. My wife starts telling them the real story that they told her a year later or something when it was kind of undone. She just had forgot that I didn't know it. So she's telling this other couple and and you're like, whoa, wait up. Yeah. So while this is happening, I pick up the phone. I start dialing. I'm calling the boys and I am fuming mad because what happened is they got into a big fight. Noah punched <laughs> punched his older brother in the back of the head, broke his hand. Gabe then told me the older brother said he he said I definitely had a concussion because I, I threw up that night. And I, I mean, like it was so bad. They there was blood all over the house. I mean, it was, they, they, it was bad. So they might've touched a towel for real, but it wasn't because they were folding them. (laughs) Right. And what, what he said was, cause they did, they threw towels away. Oh my god! And I remember saying, I, you know, it all came back to me and I'm like, where are our towels? What happened to our towels? Oh my word. And so they had, they had gotten into a massive fight probably over something stupid. And, uh, and so there's blood all over the house, but when he broke his hand, he's, he's kind of, they're crying too. You know, they're, they're emotional as they're fighting and, and he punched him in the back of the head and he was great now i broke my hand <laughs> like he knew and so when they saw the blood and and gabe saw his brother's hand they're like we got to clean up like they instantly became allies because they knew i would murder one or both mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. um that's tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. for those listening mm-hmm. anyway so i so they cleaned up and and i think what they told me later when the story was a little less fresh was um you know, like with just 10 minutes to spare, like we were coming home and they were scrambling and Jake, who's like five or six, never even weighed into the equation. He never, I don't think he knew he's probably playing a uh-huh, video game uh-huh. and just thought it was part of the yeah. game. Who if knows? The kid show was on. He was in his own. Life. Right. He was doing yeah. his thing. So yeah, I, so I always tell Noah, he's my spy who's out there uh-huh. in, in uh-huh. Maryland. And I'm like, dude, you owe me four grand. Like <laughs> I'm just telling you, you owe me $4,000. You broke your hand on your brother's head. You need oh, to pay word. me. <laughs> Think about the force that he had to hit that head with oh, to I know. break his bones. Right. <laughs> I know. And they're big kids. I, I mean, feel a little, I feel bad more for the older one that got hit in the back of the head a little bit. Well, it's funny because he is, he's a lover, not a fighter. He, he really is. But um, he, I mean, he's a big guy now. He's a personal trainer now. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, mm-hmm. but he and his brother were always about the same size. His, his mm-hmm. middle brother's a little mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. Uh, or taller, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but just by an inch or two. And mm-hmm. so they're like my oldest is six two, six one, and then he's six three. The other mm-hmm. one. So they're 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 equal to each mm-hmm. other. I always I always say, man, your brother can beat you up, and I just get his goat because I know he didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. But when they got in that fight, and uh, of course now. What was really funny too? One day Noah said to him, "You know, if we if we weren't brothers, we probably wouldn't be friends." <laughs> and it just broke my older son's uh-huh. heart. He's oh. like, "What? That's so mean, you know." And and he's like, "All I'm saying is, we're different personalities. We probably never would have became friends, but all Gabe ever heard was he wouldn't be friends with me if we weren't uh-huh. brothers." <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. Anyway, so yeah. I love that story. Yeah, it was fun. That is fun. I mean, it was fun for them. And now I can say it with a little more levity, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that one took a while for me to get over. Yeah. Children. Mm-hmm. Children. Very real mm-hmm. in the Griffin household. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And now Jake, unfortunately, both kids are out. He's 10, basically living the only child life and everything is his fault. He tries to blame it on the dogs, but I know what dogs uh-huh, can and can't do. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> So wrapping up here as we end, I know this is kind of a big question. So sorry for that. (laughs) So we're going to go an hour. (laughs) No, sorry for that. Um, Tell us in a nutshell, like what, what's your passion? Like what, what made Mm. you set all this up? Why did, how was all this breathed into an existence? Well, I will say this, what makes me passionate, um, this, the, the network doing, doing any kind of digital work for anybody that is the context. It's not the passion. The passion for me is to help people realize their dreams. Mm -hmm. I want people to recognize that they are more than they give themselves credit for, that they are a child of God. And in that there is no limitation. Mm -hmm. And God has given me certain gifts that I use indiscriminately at his pleasure, not Mm -hmm. mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I, you know, when I talk to somebody and they're like, I want to do this, but I can't do blah, whatever it is. If that's something I can do, I want to help them overcome that part of the obstacle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love developing people. I believe people mm-hmm. can, man, there's so much they can do if they just get the right mindset. Absolutely. Right? Till the day they die. Yes. There is no, you're constantly, yeah. it, everything is constantly evolving. Right. Every season of life, every environment, you know, just recently, well, not recently, but my, my husband's grandfather is 102 oh, that's and awesome. I'll tell you what, he's the sharpest 102 year old I know. Wow. But even he at 102, you have to reevaluate what right. is my calling right now at 102? Right. Lord, how do you still, still want to use me? And how, what are my gifts in this season? Mm-hmm. So I think till the day you die, you are, that's healthy. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do, right? And, and that really is it. I, I just had to look, you know, to be specific about what we do with the network and things like that. I mean, these are the things that I, I can do, right? Mm-hmm. These are the mm-hmm. gifts that I have. And so, all right, I'm going to use them and make mm-hmm. them available the mm-hmm. best way I can. And, you know, I was this lady I was visiting with this morning, you know, one of the things we do, we, we sell studio time for video, for audio. We have, you know, basically a, a gym membership type model for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have all these different things, website design, and I'm talking to this lady <laughs> and I'm talking her out of using all of our products <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing it because I'm, and not all of them, but I'm, I'm just looking at it going, look, like this is a waste of your money to do this. I don't think you should. And let me tell you what I think you should do based on what you're telling me, mm-hmm. because I don't care about 
I care about them being furthered in what God's calling them to do. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit what we offer, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've met with three people recently about website design, mm-hmm. two of which, or one of which I said, you don't need a website. Mm-hmm. I just talked them mm-hmm. totally out of mm-hmm. doing a website. The other one, I'm still kind of figuring out if it's a good fit for us mm-hmm. and them, mm-hmm. but I think it will be a good thing. And then with her, it's yet to, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. But, but my point is, is that, you know, my approach to what we do is, is this helping you? I believe mm-hmm. with everything that's in me that God will always meet my needs no matter what. He is my provider. So I don't mm-hmm. think in terms of I need to get this done so I can mm-hmm. get some money. Mm-hmm. I just know that he, in meeting my needs, he uses people. I'm a people and he's going to use me to meet other people's needs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to make myself available mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. That was a great nutshell. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, this, what we're doing is not my wheelhouse, Yeah. but God connected me with you and now I get to do it. Like you provided something that is helping me to do what I feel like the Lord's led me to, you know, calling yeah. me to do. And I love that. I, I, I always say, man, I just wish people, if you can just get quiet mm-hmm. and go, Lord, well, first, who do you say I am? Yeah. And then what are you calling me to do? Yeah. He will not be quiet. No. He will, you, that passion you have, that dream you have, that, you know, you just think you keep thinking about, mm-hmm. that's typically usually it. Yeah. Yeah. He unless leads you by some, desire. Right. Unless it's something that's going to hurt someone or, right. you know, then no, run. <laughs> right, right, right. Pray some more. Um, but yeah, that's well, great. Well, and the specifics of the story, if anybody wants to hear it, I think uh, there's a podcast I'm on, The Three on the network. Yes. Um, if you look up the Jeremy Griffin episode, I don't know, it was a while back, but mm-hmm. we talked about the details of what was behind it. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't mind retelling the story, obviously not here, but, right. Um, I, right. and I think it is good. But yeah, the nutshell side of that, man, just do what God says. It's good. Right. Look up. That's right. Look and look up Stream Grace Network. Yep. Streamgrace.com, streamgracenetwork.com. I think it all mm-hmm. gets you there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today, Jeremy. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. I mean, we could talk anytime about who knows what. Oh, yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah, we talked about my kids' dysfunction. Everything around around the, you know, we we reached a lot of topics today. (laughs) We sure did. Well, thank you so much. And hey, you guys tune in next time for fun, inspiring stories. 